What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Beneath the Hat. I'm your host, Carly Fanning. I'm so, so happy to have you here this week. Thank you for returning. I just wanted to say before we kick off this episode, thank you so much to everybody for understanding why I did not post an episode last week. Thank you so, so much to everyone for sending in your messages and comments of support about my dog, Elvis. I love you all. You're fantastic. Uh, Thank you so, so much. This week, I am interviewing my first non-musician that I'm posting here. There are a couple other interviews I've done that I haven't posted yet, but this is my first official non-musician interview. I'm interviewing Dave Lewis, who's a friend of mine I met last summer in Dewey Beach. And I wanted to interview Dave because Dave has had a hell of a fitness journey. He has worked incredibly hard to go from being overweight to really, really in shape. And it's really inspiring to see his dedication and his work ethic. And I thought his story would uh, be a good story to share with the world in case you were needing help, a little kick in the pants in that fitness department, because I know that I needed it. (laughs) Um, So shout out to Dave. Thank you so much for being on the episode. And so without further ado, everyone, here is Dave Lewis. How are you? <laughs> um, I, I should have um, mentioned this. I do a formal um, recording for the intro before, so it doesn't have to be super formal. Would you like to introduce yourself, friend? Sure. My name is Dave. Okay. You want my last name, too? Yeah, if you want to give it. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. L-E-W-I-S <laughs> for those trying to be creepy. You can, you can give out your address, too, if you nah, want No, that's to. all right. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you for doing the podcast. Yeah, this is awesome. I appreciate it. We had to move it around a couple times. Now we're outside, so if anyone hears a plane, it's because we're sitting on the porch. But it's, or a Comcast truck backing up. Yeah. Well, it's a nice day, though, so I'm okay with it. We, um, we made a day of it. We went to the zoo. You did not... <laughs> Almost, almost committed murder. <laughs> well, not because of the zoo, but we we did forget that it was all um, day after Easter, yeah. I guess, and there were all the children in the world. All the children in the world, <laughs> and a surprisingly large number of Jewish folks in the Philadelphia area. Hasidic Jews, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't know that there were that many of them, but they were all at the zoo today too. Um, so. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast, um, and you and I have talked about this, um, I believe you're actually my first non-musician. Oh. I believe. I believe so. Um, So I wanted to get you on here because you are, well, first of all, you're very in shape. There's my chair. Thank you. Yeah, you're very in shape, but you weren't always. No. And to look at you from the outside, I would assume that you would feel, I don't know, like, I don't want to say done. But you are still improving, and you still have things that you're tackling, and I think it's a very universal struggle, so yeah. I would love um, to hear about it. And I've purposely not asked you a whole lot of questions, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to know the answers <laughs> until yeah. right now. So do you want to just start with just, I guess, just wherever that journey began for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was about three, a little over three years ago, um, and it's, an, it's a really, really funny way that I started. I was a big Biggest Loser fan, like the television show. Oh, the show. television yeah. show? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I used to watch it all the time. And there was a night I got on the scale and it said 299. And at the time, there were two guys on the show that were like 325, 330. So you were close. So I I was like, if I ever get into that 300 mark, I'm not just watching the show. I could be on the show. Yeah. And that's when I was like, something's got to go. So that was kind of the like come to Jesus moment a little bit. Okay. So then what? Well, then that still started a long road because it wasn't, 
Uh, it's not like, although my mindset kind of changed to want to do it, yeah. actually doing it, um, was a little bit different. Um, so a friend of mine, Scott, a uh, very close friend of mine got me into fitness. He said he would work out with me. He was a personal trainer as well. Um, started going maybe three, four times a week, still finding all the excuses. There was at home problems in a previous relationship I had, wasn't feeling it that day, didn't really want to go, all the excuses everybody gives. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say maybe it took me probably close to six to eight months to where I said, this is like my lifestyle, where if I don't go in a, in a given day, I feel incomplete. For like, I still, maybe it's a strong word, but and to get my point across, yeah, like incomplete if I don't get to the gym that day. Yeah, I still feel like six to eight months is still pretty quick, though, because I'm still tackling that whole. I mean, it's been a couple of years of me going and not going, going and not going. So six to eight months, I still feel like is you snapped into that mindset pretty quick. I'd say I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I had a, a really good support system in my friend who was going with me, um, who he's a very matter of fact kind of person. You know, kind of brutally honest in some ways, where he'll he'll check you if, if if you're not being you or you're being dumb or something like that, and kind of get me in the right mindset. And I think he was a very strong um, person in getting my mind right over the course of that time period. Um, and also, I think towards the end of that six to eight month period, I had uh, that relationship had ended, um, and it had ended fairly badly. But the gym was the one thing that stayed constant. Um, so it was kind of almost then became like my therapy almost like Way it was of like kind of my, my escape, you know, kind of get in there, get after it. And it was the one thing that stayed. And also it was one thing that stayed keeping me bettering myself every day, the things I would change physically. And then in turn, those would help change mentally, emotionally and so forth. So how so I do have to ask this. So the previous relationship that you're in, mm -hmm. did you start to like when that was over, had you changed physically like out from the outside a lot at that point, or did you still kind of look the same? There, uh, I'd say I was, I had originally gotten down in that time period, maybe 40 or so pounds. I mean, that's a lot. I think it was. I think by the end of that summer, I might have been down to 250 or so. Mm -hmm. um, so there had been physical changes. I mean, also it was, I mean, even just a month or so in, there was physical changes made because I went from doing absolutely nothing right. to then working out you know, pretty, pretty regimentedly you know, within the first two months, like still three, four days a week is three, four days more than it was before. Yeah. Um, so there still was noticeable differences, even just with, with the first couple months. And yeah, I think it was about 40 or so pounds I lost by, by the end of that summer. Okay. So what, I have to ask this, what were, like, were your eating habits before? <laughs> Whatever. Were they terrible? <laughs> uh, fast food every day. I mean, you know, pizza, cheesesteak. I, mean, I, I never really tracked it, never cared, never consciously ate. Um, I guess my guilty pleasure, if you reverse it, was a salad at Salad Works, which is still... Those things are like 2,000 calories a salad. So exactly my point. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> when no, I really saying. was trying to eat healthy, I really wasn't actually eating healthy. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand how much those salads can be, though. Yeah. There's a lot, especially if you start I mean, throwing you, the dressing and the fried chicken. $14 and... salad, you get your money's worth. That's oh, yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Um, so were you were you always a bit heavier even when you were a kid? Yeah. So you always were. So that was, you yeah. grew up that way. There, um, I mean, I'd say as I got into my later part of like 7 to 10, I started to kind of balloon a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I had always been a chubby kid growing up. And I had a small period of time 
in my senior year of high school, I did the the South Beach diet with my mom. That's like, uh, what, and what is that? It Just, was kind of like the Atkins diet. So low, low carb? Yeah, kind of similar to that, but I think a little bit different. Is there cranberry juice involved in that? I have no well, idea. I don't know what I'm thinking. Maybe it's a UTI remember. that I'm I thinking think about. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I pretty much, for the most part, just kind of cut out the carbs. Uh, and I started it the same day as baseball season. So I lost like 30 pounds in a month because uh, I was running all the six days a week, you know, and all that and also you know, eating better. And then got down, I think, 215 by the time I graduated. I think I was like 265 in high school. So in about, I lost a considerable amount of weight in a short amount of time. But then high school graduated, went into the workforce, stopped playing sports, and then just came right back. I called in a chopper. Just to take you home. Yeah. I hope you don't mind. Well, it's better than that 76 traffic we dealt with <laughs> earlier, so I'll take it. That actually, wow, they're very low. Well, there, there is a hospital right there, so hopefully everyone thinks okay. Uh, that's not funny. Um, so how? what do you think was harder, getting into the gym, like making your gym like a daily routine thing for you or changing your eating habits? Uh, eating without a doubt. Yeah. Um, now, looking back on it, it probably was the easier part. In a sense, now that I have it kind of down to a science. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I initially went into it, everyone was telling me, you know, get your diet right first, then go to the gym, then start working on supplements and things of that nature. But I looked at it as, you know, being an overweight kid and, you know, kind of just eating whatever I wanted for 30 plus years. That's hard. I was like, that's going to be the hardest thing for me to do. So let me at least get supplements in the gym on a you know routine so that way if i kind of slack on the diet i'm still doing something doing something i mean you can't there's that cliche saying you can't out train a bad diet which is true um but at least i was still trying you know and then as i worked on you know eating better throughout the next part of the three years and like the way you eat now is very regimented i've, I've seen it i've pretty much in the last six months i've eaten the same thing every day which make i mean it's easier in a sense because you know what you're going to eat all yeah. the time and you can plan for it and you can count your calories if that's what you're doing yeah. do you want to tell everybody what you eat in the normal day oh <laughs> sure uh if i go through honestly it's, it's uh six eggs in the morning jumbo eggs four uh four whole two white and a protein shake is there a difference between white and brown why well, oh a whole, four i'm sorry whole eggs and i'm thinking two, of brown and white them. eggs yeah, i got gotcha. you yeah. okay um i have four ounces of chicken in mid-morning snack lunch is Eight ounces of chicken, spinach, olive oil, apple cider vinegar, and wing sauce so I don't kill myself. Uh, four more ounces of chicken in the afternoon. Uh, two scoops of protein while I work out. An eight-ounce steak for dinner. And then a protein shake right before I go to bed. So lots of protein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. But it, I, I am impressed because I'm kind of in the whole like trying to change my diet and it's mm. i'm having a hell of a time and so it is inspiring to look at you and just be like well he, he's doing it <laughs> yeah. but it's also as someone who likes to cook i'm like oh it's the same thing the whole time it's like i said for well that was for the last six months i mean for a little while i was doing what was called if it fits your macros and i put air quotes on it. obviously i just did it on a podcast like everyone can see it um <laughs> where i was still eating like taco bell every day but because it fit my macros it fit my numbers that okay. i was trying to achieve but obviously, if I do that with spinach and chicken, my body's going to use it much better than the hard shell tacos. So it's like people that eat vegan, but they still eat pasta instead of like, or eating like fries or Oreos when they're, but they could really be eating like better, yeah, yeah, like I more mean, vegetables and things like that. I mean, again, and I'm still very, very, very novice in all this kind of stuff. I'm still learning as I go. Um, but I mean, there's kind of a, a thought process to the body only sees fats, carbs, and proteins. It doesn't really know that you're eating Taco Bell versus 
but obviously naturally how the food is prepared and how that all is and how it would be would be burned yeah. in your body is obviously a little bit different. But um, so I would eat like that, um, and I would do different meals every week. So I would find healthier versions of what I liked. So if I did a pasta dish for dinner, I would do like veggie pasta instead of regular um, ground like, turkey, like lentil pasta or something. Yeah, where they have like a I can't remember what the company is, but they make like veggie rotini pasta. It's made out of like kale, broccoli, all hmm. sorts of different uh, greens. Um, there's like a low, I find like, I try to find a low carb, low sugar tomato sauce, some sort of sauce. And then that I, sounds so much And fun. then I just go to town with Parmesan cheese because get the, even get the reduced fat Parmesan cheese and just go to town. Yeah, I do like Parmesan cheese a yeah. little bit. Um, okay, so where so where are you now in your, like how, how much weight, because I know muscle weighs a lot you're, and you're talking to someone who mm. does not work out at all <laughs> so I'm going to sound stupid for a lot of this. Um, I know muscle weighs more than fat, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So how much do you weigh now? Because Again, you you look very in shape. Well, before this weekend, we'll say because <laughs> I had a, a little bit of a three day binge, being that was birthday. my birthday. Um, I weighed two hundred pounds this past Friday, and that would be a hundred pounds lost. So down, okay, so down a hundred pounds, but like, I don't know what's your. Do you know your body fat percentage? I checked it six weeks ago. It was nine point three percent. Is that? Do you have a goal for that? I don't know what's so good or what's not. I, I initially had a goal. Well, it's funny that was my goal. I wanted to be. December of 2017, um, I set out a goal because this journey was kind of had ebbs and flows and different changes in body weight and all that. And I kind of got away from diet, went back to it, all that. Um, so 2017, uh, in the end of December, I kind of blew up a little bit. I got sick um, and I was out of the gym for three weeks. Or I'm sorry, three months. Oh. And got right back into it, lost all my strength. I had um, a cellulitis infection in my leg from a baseball slide. And then I got mono four days later. So I lost like 30 pounds in a week. I was going to say, mono's a hell of a diet. It's, yeah. I <laughs> I don't wish that on on my worst enemies. I, mean, I, I couldn't walk 10 feet to the bathroom and not have to sit down and being so fatigued. It's crazy. It's bad. So when I got back into the gym, I couldn't even do 10 reps of 135 pounds for, uh, on bench, which used to be like a, a warm up. Thing, yeah. Um, so I kind of said, you know what? I want to test my limits and my strength. So I did like a 12 week strength program, but I, didn't really focus on diet that much. I had like Papa John's twice a week and I kind of blew back up. My abdomen kind of came back into an hourglass shape. And I finally just said, you know, I, I was like, no, I was like, I, I want to have the body that I've always wanted. You know, so I was like, I'm going to give myself a year and a half, basically Memorial Day 2019. I want to be at single digit body fat by that time. So since that time period and as of the end of February, I lost close to, I don't know, 60, 65 pounds. 65, 70 pounds, and about 16% body fat, and I've beaten my goal by three months. Well, that's rad. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this now. What, like, is this, what, looking at you from here, mm-hmm. I don't see anything that I would tell you, like, okay, you need to work on this. But, like, mentally, where are you with that? So I would say that the struggle, from a physical struggle, I would say the one thing is the loose skin that I'm dealing with. Yeah. from losing so much weight in the stomach area. Um, it's not as bad to other people that you could probably go on Instagram and see that have lost way more weight than me yeah. or maybe were, you know, you, you find a woman that was like 5'6", and she's like 350, and now she's one, yeah. you know, 140. Um, you know, she's going to be in a much more loose skin situation than me. Um, but, I mean, my mental state is just I look at it and I go, I'm 95% there, I've worked all this way, and now I still have something that kind of, you know, teeters in my head a little bit, but it has started to shrink. 
um, over the last four months, and I do everything under the sun I think I can do. I mean, I have a cream I use twice a day, um, a collagen supplement I throw into my shake in the morning, two gallons of water a day. I do extra cardio, extra core. I'm doing everything I can to possibly get it to, to come back. So I would say that is probably the last as far as mental hurdle, I would say, from a physical standpoint. Well, I know, I mean, when people are, like you said previously, like when there's, like, there's a, a total excess amount of body skin, is I think the only way to get rid of that is surgery, right? It's to fully get rid of it. Depend. It depends. Um, so what, I, what I've learned, because obviously I've researched about it, trying to get rid of it myself, is there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. There could be simply genetics. Yeah. Um, how old you are, how long you've been overweight, how much overweight you were. Um, so there are those things. Like I said, I, you know, I have pictures. I, I put them on my Instagram, uh, maybe, maybe like a month ago, um, and you can see like over time. It's like over the course of three months, the pictures, and they, it has started to come back. Now for me, will it come back 100%? I don't know. I just have to keep working at it. Doing but there it. are some cases where the elasticity is just it's just too far gone, and surgery would be. Well, and I, and I, I wasn't talking option. about you. I was talking yeah. about the people like yeah. that you said were like over three hundred pounds. Um, and because I I know a couple people who've ha who've had to have skin removed. Um, well, doing all at first, this is the reason I wanted to talk about it because like from the outside, I think you look great. Thank you. But you're welcome. <laughs> I'm not trying to blow you up or anything. Um, but I know mentally, like I, I, like I've gained weight, so so you're getting rid of it. I must be taking it on. But um, a lot of people, I notice it, and it makes me feel absolutely shitty. Um, a lot of my friends haven't noticed it, but I have, and I can feel my cl clothes fitting differently. And so I can imagine with you, like even though people would look at you and say, like, oh, don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. Where that would be a really a big mental hurdle for you. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm kind of Jekyll and Hyde about it at this point because I'm starting to learn. The other thing, like just a straight mental struggle, is balance. So, not being so over the top about every little thing that I consume. Yeah. Uh, like, perfect example, those nacho waffle fries. They look delicious. They, they did look delicious. They were okay at best. Um, <laughs> well, they were zoo fries. But obviously, you know, now, like in my head, I'm going, you know, I'm thinking in my head, all right, I had about 15 fries or probably like 12 grams of, you know, and I'm thinking all that in my head going, all right, how far back did I put myself? I've already had two days where I kind of let loose because it was my birthday and Easter and, um, you know, where's it going to put me? Whereas I know there's the other side of me that says, you're going to get right back into it. You know, you worked out for two hours this morning. Yeah. You already have your food meal preps for tomorrow. You're going to eat clean for the next four or five days. Like it's not that big of a, big of a deal in the long run. Um, but that's still something I tend to is the balance of being able to go out, enjoy myself without, you know, indulging too much or just over over worrying about what I ate that day. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's uh, my my cousin has a fitness um, Instagram. And that's the thing that she talks about the most. It's like not feeling bad when you have a day that maybe you don't get to the gym or like you want to be regimented and you want to be um, consistent. But at the same time, it's like shit happens and, mm -hmm. you know, you can't kill yourself about each time but i it's hard to get in that mindset where like i gotta do this all the time i don't, I don't know that's like i don't know that i uh, that's from the outside i don't know if i could do it, that it took it took me a while to do it and i think one of the things that helped me get there was during the course of that last year and a half i did intermittent fasting for maybe close to six months i've heard that's supposed to work it does. What did you um, do? So my, uh, my window was 4 p.m to midnight so you did 16 8 mm -hmm. okay so and then, obviously, naturally, I did it over the course of the summer. 
<laughs> so I was oh, you down. did let it yeah you moved it up to midnight that's why yeah so I moved it to midnight so that when I'm out Friday and Saturday nights I can at least drink till you know midnight and midnight when I go out um and I did that all throughout Dewey which uh. was also a pretty interesting experience but luckily I mean the friends that I had with me all the time that I was down there with um they were very supportive and understanding and knew what I was doing knew why I was doing it so they made it a lot easier whereas you know some people probably be like oh why aren't you drinking come on man it's noon it's noon it's noon it's like dude I, four o'clock man four o'clock meanwhile they they're counting down on their watches for me like oh two hours left one hour left that is not a bad left. rule to have just as, yeah. uh, like a drinking rule four o'clock should be totally <laughs> i mean i caught up so i mean it just i started late yeah well i I, there have been a couple summers where I've started out okay there, and by the end of the summer, I gained like 20 pounds yeah. just because of all the dr drinking and pizza. Yeah. So, what? I mean, I don't know. What, what is your weak spot there? Is there anything that's really hard for you to say no to? It's pizza. Pizza? Yeah. I, and we agreed there, on this. Mom's less, one right? Thing, if there's one thing, listen, mama's got a place in my heart. I don't care <laughs> how bad people think the pizza is. I love the pizza. I, I don't want to say I love it, but I definitely enjoy it, and I don't want to go anywhere else. So it's my foot is down on that. Okay, I agree with you there, and I think it's very good. I love it. Um, so and so after doing all this, um, you've decided that you kind of want. Do you want to talk about this? I don't know if you've even told anybody. You were thinking about starting a podcast for yourself. I am. A um, little bit of monetary obstacles in the way currently, but yeah, um, just because a lot of people ask me quite well for two different reasons. I mean, a lot of people ask me questions why I do certain things, why I take certain things, something like that. And sometimes I don't always have the answer as I'm still learning myself. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't I don't have the answers for everybody because, I mean, I'm 32. Well, I'm 33 now. Yeah. Uh, 30, <laughs> can't forget that. <laughs> it's like when the new year comes over and you write the wrong date for two months. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm 33, single, no kids. I mean, I have all the freedom in the world to work out seven days a week. And yeah eat the way I want to every day and you know kind of my struggles are that exact same freedom where I don't have to do that I don't have anybody else I have to worry about I can go out to the bars every night or eat whatever I want or not feel like doing it and I don't have anyone to answer to um, but there might be other people out there who aren't living that same life they might be married married with a kid two jobs maybe they're a bartender so they have they work that nightlife um, maybe they're a musician and they work that crazy cover band schedule yeah. if you know anyone like that um, you know, so I want to be able to bring people on that have done it, um, as well from different backgrounds, different lifestyles and kind of talk about, um, the reasons why they were able to do it, that someone listening might be able to pick up on and, you know, utilize in their life. Um, since I, you know, those answers I might not be able to have because I can only empathize with what they're doing. Um, not having the same struggles as them. Well, what I think you have that I would say half the fitness people don't have is that you weren't always in shape. And I think that is way more, um, I don't know if approachable is the right word, but relatable mm -hmm. because no one likes to look at someone that was good looking their entire <laughs> life. I mean, get out of here. So, but I was watching this thing that pops up in my Facebook feed, um, as I was like planning this episode actually. And it was uh, a guy interviewing girls on the beach. Like, do you prefer dad bod? I watched Did that you two see days this? ago. Did I watched it two days ago. <laughs> do you Cause I was curious now that I, I kind of have a six pack now and I was like, I wonder what the, uh, what the answers are going to be. It was dad bod it over was. six pack. And, I, and one of the what reasons, what did I work for? <laughs> no, because here's, here's the thing. One of the reasons is because the thing that they said the most was that someone who's so obsessed with their appearance and like, just wants to look good. Like I can't really, like I would have to worry about my appearance. Mm -hmm. Now, what is relatable about you is that 
you didn't always look this way and you yeah. worked very, very hard. So I think that's what people want to see. They don't want to listen to someone that was always thin or always in shape or always attractive. I'm not saying you weren't attractive, but like oh, you had to work. I, I was not. So we can, well, we can settle that score right now. Trust <laughs> but me. What I'm saying is like you, you worked for this. You worked yeah. really, really hard and you're just like anybody else. And you decided that you were going to do it and you did it. And that's, Relatable, and I think that's where you have the, a big step up on a lot of people. Yeah, and that was that was a big part of it too, because you know, there's actually a couple of people that um, that I know go to my gym that I think are do some sort of fitness things like that. But you, like you said, you can tell they were always in shape. You know, they were all, you know they never really had any weight problems. So while their content is probably great for a certain audience, um, you know, for that person like me who's just getting into the gym, might look at their their content and think it's great like oh yeah i'd like to look like that but he has no he or she has no idea what it's like to you know mentally or physically go through that process and i i, I agree i think that's where i you know i can kind of come in a little bit and say you know all right you're at this hurdle i was at that hurdle this is things that i did to get over it where they can just tell you what they think you can do or they think is the right answer but they can't really sympathize with somebody who is you know, 300 pounds when they've been they don't 170 understand. their entire life, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I went to the gym um, when I, <laughs> on one of my two month stints, um, and I made the mistake of going with a friend who is very in shape and um, has always been on the thin side, and, and her husband is um, very in shape as well. And he they, they both work out really hard. And I had to stop going because she's just very much of the mindset, like, you just got to do it, which I understand. But she was trying to make me do things at her level. Mm. And I am not athletic at all. I never, like, I'm not in shape. Um, I don't lift weights. And so I'm starting out, I'm learning. She's trying to make me do things that she can do. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with her. I couldn't do the stamina. And it was just that she just kept telling me I had to do it. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to kill me. And I don't like being here with you right now. So I think there is that whole thing of being with someone that you know understands mm -hmm. and not someone that um, is going to like let you slack, but also can be like, okay, understands where you're at and where you're trying to go and kind of tailor. That's that's what I think that you have. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And the, what, what was funny, so when I first started, my, my friend that started going with me, he was obviously, he's been, you know, he's been fit relatively for his entire life but we've had a friendship for at the time we were friends in the same friends group um and then we grew closer in the last let's say four or five years um he's always kind of been in shape but we have a good friendship so there was there was that that connected us there but he would always to motivate me would he would be pissed off that we always had to switch the plates because he was doing so much more weight than me at the time oh. so he would always like give me give me slack about like come on man you gotta start lifting you know heavier weight because i'm tired of changing plates and but for me, obviously he did it in a joking joking fashion, but for me that was actually motivation to keep going, to push harder because I didn't want to, one, I wanted to catch up to him, and I wanted to lift the same weight as him, and for him, he didn't want me to catch up to him realistically because then he had to keep going further, so we continuously pushed each other that way, which actually was a pretty cool dynamic. Well, that's an interesting thing because I think some people would have gone the, op the mm -hmm. opposite way and been like embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And stopped because I'll tell you, <laughs> and I don't want to keep comparing us because we're like a two opposite <laughs> levels of the spectrum here. But um, one of the reasons I hate going to the gym is because I feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone's always looking and judging. And, um, I, you know, I've seen those rogue Snapchats where people just make fun of people. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that person in that Snapchat video who doesn't know. Um, so I feel like if that were the case, it probably, I would have felt embarrassed and probably stopped. So it's cool that you didn't because I think some people would be Oh, embarrassed by that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 an intimidating 
scenario. I mean, with, without question. And I mean, I think that's and, and not not to to go back to my fictitious podcast. If you know, it <laughs> will it's, happen in its current state. It will happen. Um, but a lot of the reasons too that I want to do it is because I'm going to bring on a lot of people that use different avenues of fitness to reach their goals. So whereas I kind of do more of a bodybuilding, um, you know, exercise, fitness, whatever, somebody might prefer the CrossFit road or they might just like to do bodyweight exercises or they might prefer just running. Well, and you just um, did yoga for the first time, I, didn't I've you? I've been doing it for a month now and I love it. <laughs> um, surprisingly, I love it. I'm actually not that bad. I am not flexible at all, but I'm not that bad at it. Um, but yeah, but that's a kind of part of it too, just trying new things. So whereas like, you know, most people might want to be like, I don't really care to lift weights, but that person that was on does all about, you know, running and does hiking a lot. And that seems fun for me. I'm, I'm going to go do that. That's more my speed because you have to, you have to, you have to like it. I mean, if you don't like it, then it's basically like that job that you hate Monday through Friday that you're right. working for the weekend. So you're not going to keep up. Yeah. With it. Or, you know, with diets, I mean, you know, I don't have any allergies to food and I'm not gluten intolerant or lactose intolerant you know anything like that so i can i have the freedom to choose what i want to eat someone might not be able to do that or they might be vegan or vegetarian or you know whatever. i'm always interested in the plant-based athletes because i don't and and they must plan because I've, i was vegan for almost a year and it was during the summer when we were traveling, and it was difficult. And I, I can imagine. I got a vitamin deficiency because I was traveling. And most times, it's like, all right, I'm having fries tonight, yeah. <laughs> fries and a salad. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm always interested because you need, like, you need enough protein to like build mm -hmm. muscle. And so I'm always interested to, to like know what they're eating and how much of it because there are there's a whole like string of athletes and bodybuilders on Instagram that are all plant based. So mm -hmm. that's I'm, I'm always interested in what they do. I don't I don't know. And neither do I. <laughs> I know yeah. you don't. You, you're the complete opposite. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I have blood on my face like war paint when I'm making steaks. And I, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm all about the protein. <laughs> I give kudos to them. If, if they can do it and they can make it work and that's what they like, that's awesome. It's not not my road. There's got to be a lot of, I think, more planning, I would say, than than just like sticking to normal like animal-based protein. I don't know. I would imagine. I'd I have to have look to. into it. Especially because, uh, I mean, I, I eat. If if you go by my macros, I eat over three hundred grams of protein a day, which is quite a lot. What's a normal amount? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not normal. I mean, for me, it's it's me. It's that. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the daily um, amount of protein is. I feel like I should Google that. I mean, I always. I mean, uh, from what I understand, you, you always want to eat like one gram per pound um, of protein to kind of maintain, if not maybe grow muscle. So, I guess whatever your weight is. Oh wow. Times by one. So a lot. So a decent amount, depending okay. on what you are. Now, now that's that's not a hard rule because, you know, you might be a, a female who's uh, vastly overweight and you don't want to – that might be a, too much to eat and you don't need to eat all that much. But, again, I, I'm not too familiar with the – and, again, that's why I want to bring females on too because they can speak that's to the female side of it as well. That's yeah. an area I'm, you know, I'm nowhere near my expertise in. So. That's a whole different thing because, like, I have friends that – you know, they can stop, like, they can cut soda. Like, dudes cut soda for a week and they lose, like, 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. I could, I, like, literally have cut almost everything from my diet except for fruits and vegetables. And I somehow seem to be gaining weight. So, it's like, it is weird with girls. And I read somewhere that after, after a certain age, I think it's, like, it might be 35, it might be 40. After that, you gain a pound a year just anyways as a, as a female. Hmm. So you have to not only work to maintain, but you also have to like fight that extra yeah. just because of your hormones. So that was an interesting fact. But yeah, females are a whole different 
Bless your hearts. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> That's why they made Spanx. But, oh, <laughs> but I mean, but that, but to that point too, I mean, there's a, um, the supplement company that I use, um, one of the people on there started like a, a fit group on social media. That's like, it's called like fit in your forties and fifties. Oh. And there are men and women alike. I mean, there, there's a woman on there that I believe she's in her fifties and she just competed yesterday in another like bikini physique competition. Damn. And so, I mean, it's, 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 again, just another proof that, you know, if someone it says, oh, well, I'm 53, I can't get started now. No, yeah, you can. Yeah. You absolutely can. Well, look at Jane Fonda. She's got to be like 75. Come on, she that, lady's fan- been, that lady's been making video workout tapes since she was like 12. She looks fantastic. And I, she's got to be mid to late 70s. She has to be. She looks beautiful. And it's like you see those people that are, what, 98 years old running marathons? I've never seen that person. I'm pretty sure. Does he exist? News, I'm pretty sure there's a news article, but some, somebody Google it and let us know in the comment section or something <laughs> that there has there has been a marathon runner that's been very very elderly, and like I don't know how, what the time was, but they still finished it. I have to find that because maybe that'll yeah. be inspiring. Well, I always look at the people who are like Italian, and they'll like interview the pe- the people who are like 105, and they ask them how they did it, and they they all say wine. So yeah. I'm like, oh, those are my people. Yeah, <laughs> living out in the hills and drinking wine until they're 100. I feel you like get somebody who says, oh, I ate bacon. Yeah. You'd play the bacon a day. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sure. that's also one of those things about this is that you can do everything right, and there's always still someone who's doing everything wrong, and still, mm-hmm. it, it's it's like so frustrating. Um, so let me ask you this because I'm I'm curious because Uh-oh. I know. All right. Yeah. Well, so you think that you before the, the weight loss that you weren't a good looking dude, but you seem to have always had a girlfriend, right? You've had a few yeah. girlfriends. I've, I've had a, I've had a couple. Yeah. So when so you. Left that last relationship. When did you? I know that I know there was a. I don't want to say. A, uh, we'll just say a. What a fun phase because you had like when was the, you realized that people started be like noticing you for how you looked. Because uh, I'm sure it happened. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, <laughs> yes, well, the, although the funny thing about it is, even to this day, I'm still extremely oblivious to it. I'd say about ninety percent. Well, of the you time. saw that homeless man checking me out today. Well, that's because I was twenty <laughs> feet behind you because I got stuck behind a group of school kids, and I watched him from afar, and he was not making it, you know, casual at all. He he was into it, <laughs> and I was I wanted to be like, hey, hey, dude, calm down, dude. <laughs> Probably could have gotten his number. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll go with that. I, I'm definitely very oblivious to it still. Now, I, there are, I mean, yes, have I noticed in times? Yeah, of course. Um, but I would say probably, I mean, I would say within the last year, it's definitely ramped up quite a bit as far as like maybe like compliments I'll get from friends and, and people and whatever like that. Um, but I'd say maybe within the first year, only because like at that point I was starting to get a little bit more muscular, yeah. you know, starting to get a little bit more definition. My strength was up. Um but I'd say definitely within the last year because that's when I've been focusing on like leaning out, getting the body fat down, um, finally having six pack abs for the first of my life, which was pretty dope. Um, and that I'd say within the last year or so. So how much effort now do you have to put into meeting girls? I mean, I, I was always a talker. I could always talk to anybody. Well, that's but- because, okay, this is why. Because you think that you grew up and you were always like on, on the outside. I was also on the outside as well. So I had to build a personality. So you, same thing yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. I was that guy that everyone <laughs> said, yeah, he's got a nice personality. That's exactly what I was. Yeah. Same. You know, I, you know I, was, I was a nice guy. I was funny. I, I was a talk. I mean, I, I could talk to anybody. Yeah. But it's just that it was, again, it was very 
Jekyll and Hyde, how I was about myself that day. There, even in the pre, my I call my previous life, um, there were still days that I would walk in there thinking I was the man, even at almost 300 pounds. And then there were some days where I was like, dude, you're, you're like the hunchback in Notre Dame. Like, what are you, oh. like, go home, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's just what it was. And I think a lot of it has to do now with the fact that I'm, I'm so much more, I've always confident in who I was as a person, but I was never just confident in me, if that makes sense. Um, now I think I'm actually confident in both because I like myself on both sides, whereas I didn't like myself on the outside and I let that yeah. bleed into the inside. Well, so I, now I kind of approached it the other way around. I have noticed that most attractive people that are straight up assholes, they were always attractive. They like were always in some way like if that makes sense, they never had to have a personality. Yeah. I've noticed that. And so yeah, they if would I ever, just show up. If I ever meet a, like a nice attractive person, I'm like, "Oh, you had something in your childhood that yeah. you just <laughs> It just kicked you back a notch a little and they, bit. They never, they never had, to, they never had to struggle. They never, you know, they never knew how to work for it. No, I just uh, almost, almost entitled. Well, yeah. So I mean, I, I like the people not all of them though, not all of them though. But I, I know what you mean. Well, yeah. Well, I, I like the people that had to build a personality, like because you said you mentioned something about reading today. Like I was the one who like read in the library, and so like because no one else wanted to talk to me, so I had to figure out how to make ways for people. I always like to be funny. Um, so I had, f had to figure out how to not be weird and be funny when I was a kid, but I, I found a balance eventually. I'm still a little weird, though. It was, it was easy being funny when you're the fat kid. Fat kid's always funny. Well, see, I was the exact opposite. I was too skinny. So I got called, like, I did look, it's just because I was, my whole family, my dad's 6'6". Six, six. We were all tall. We were all very lanky. And I used to get called, like, AIDS patient, and cancer, cancer patient. My and God. Like, like ter terrible stuff because I was too skinny. So there was a weird. I got like tum tum from three ninjas. Look, kids are dicks. Okay, we've already <laughs> we've, we've talked about this. This is why I had to have wine at the zoo. Yeah, but I'll take tum tum over a like a terminal illness. Oh, <laughs> kids are brutal. There were some other things that I got too, but like that messes with you so much. And then I think for me now, I think that's why I have a hard time now with any weight gain because I used to be so thin. And now I have to buy the size up in my clothing. Mm -hmm. So there's like a, I don't think I've ever actually felt comfortable as me. Like I used to feel too thin. Now I feel too big. So I don't know what that whole, uh, so the, I'm on my own journey. I'm starting it with the diet. Once I lose some weight, then I'm going to start doing more things. But I feel like I need to see progress first. And it's a terrible way to go about it. Well, I mean, the biggest thing that people... Like, especially with, you see all these six-minute abs, five-minute abs, ten-minute abs. I feel like that's just not a thing. It's not a thing. Like, it's not, well, first off, abs are made in the kitchen. It's all about your diet. Okay. All about your diet if you want to get that low in body fat, like, without a question. But for me, it was looking for small victories to, sh to make, that make the biggest impact with my progress. So, like, for me, especially when I started focusing on um, body fat, it was vascularity. So... There was a point in time where I could see veins in my forearm. You mentioned that earlier. Just when I was working out. And then after a period of time, they would be visible all day. And then it was veins in like my chest shoulder area just when I was working out. And then they were there all the time. And now it's in my biceps. And now I have some in like my obliques. And Is that a point of pride? I don't know. Is this it, like a thing? It's well for me it was just it was letting me know that what I was doing was working because obviously the lower I got in body fat the more of that prominent would show. they became. So that's how I knew, that's how at least for me it was like another benchmark of you're doing it right. You're you're going down the right road. Keep keep at it. 
So that was a small victory that would keep me motivated to, to know that, yeah, you're on the right track, keep going. So some people want to just say, oh, I'm going to work out for two months and I'll be beach body ready. It's like, uh, that doesn't always work like that. Yeah. When you can, if you only need to lose 10, 20 pounds or shed a couple percent body fat, yeah, sure. But um, if you're really trying to make a drastic life change, it takes time. I mean, over the course of, I mean, like I said, in all reality, my body fat journey took me about 17 months. Whereas realistically, I've been in this trying to figure it out for over three. Did you have any setbacks in the beginning where you felt like defeated early on? Or were you just like gung-ho and just... Um, I think it was just a matter of getting my head out of my own ass with certain things. Like I said, not worrying about, um, you know, the small, you know, whatever, the at-home problems that were preventing me from staying at the gym and um, just focusing on on me, which I, I still struggle with from time to time. But as far as like what's important to me and making sure I get what I need to get done for me, um, it's a lot easier now. But that that took me a while. What do you mean? And you don't have to answer this if it's too personal. What do you mean? Like you struggle with you? I'm trying to remember how I, I'm trying to remember how I said it so you I can I'm elaborate. not OK with me. I think that's what you basically just said. And you mentioned it previously. That's I wanted to ask. I guess, well, I guess well, when you were talking about when I was overweight and how I was still, I could still go out and talk and all that. Like I, I always, I always focused on, even though I have, I mean, I have a great stepfather at home who came in my life when I was three. I have, uh, my three best friends are incredible. They've never, you know, if you would think, if you look back on who's in my life, the prominent people in my life, you should be like, I should feel the most confidence in the world because I have people who love me, people who care about me, people who believe in me. But for some reason, you know, I mean, whatever, you, you want to be cool when you grow up during school. I mean, when you're growing up, you know, you obviously, you know, the guys, you know, you want to get with the girls and all that kind of stuff and growing up. And I think I, growing up, I always focused too much on that. So On having a girlfriend? On having a girlfriend or just maybe, you know, whatever, hooking up with a girl as you get in your 20s or um, being, you know, the popular kid in school or like the best athlete. But I just, but there was also points in time where I always just expected that because I was the nice guy or because like I just kids do not did give things a shit the right if way. you're nice whereas now it's like you know I always talked about wanting to be thinner and be in better shape and all that stuff like that but I never put the effort in yeah you know same thing with sports I wanted to you know I would love to have played baseball professionally but I never put the I know kids that made it to the professional level and I know what they put into it and I wouldn't even scratch on the surface so you know, I guess in, in knowing what I wouldn't, like, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, I didn't like me. Like, I liked, I knew that I was a good dude. I knew that I was a good person. I knew people liked being around me. I knew I was funny. Um, but I just knew, like, I also didn't have, like, the work ethic for what I wanted. I just kind of expected it for some reason. Okay, that makes sense. Well, no, I, I can actually identify with that because there will be days where I look at people and I'm like, ah, I don't want to look like this anymore as I open up the wine box and sit back mm -hmm. down on the couch. No, I totally, and I think the thing is that you have to find your, people have to find their like rock bottom for you. It was that moment where you watched the biggest loser, <laughs> well, which yeah. is a, which is a great, yeah. that's a great rock bottom. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think I feel myself like approaching mine because I seriously, but, it, but I, until you hit that point, you're, I don't think anyone's ever really going to make that change and it's different for everybody. No. And it, it takes, it, yeah, it has to take something significant. Like, you know, there's always that saying of, you know, find your why. Yeah. You know, that, and that that has to be your motivating point. Like, 
you know, people might look to you and say, oh, I need you to motivate me. It's like, well, how am I supposed to do that? It's like, you have, to, this has to be you. I can't force feed you food. I can't come and break into your house, wake you up at 7 a.m. to go to the gym. You have to find that reason to make the change, whether it be yourself, you want to be healthy for your family, you want to be healthy for your wife, for your kids. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, 33 and, and I would like to have a family someday. So obviously, and I would like to be someone that plays with their kids, maybe coaches their teams and want to be active with them. So I'm, this is actually helping me buy time, you know, until I finally do find that right person, you know, to start a family with. And then I can still be active in my kid's life um, when that time may come. So that, you know, that's, I mean, you can't, you got to find that why. If you, if you don't, then you're really kind of just, it's almost like a New Year's resolution. I mean, yeah, you get that, you know, everyone's all feeling good during Thanksgiving. This is actually something I heard from somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but they're like, you know, you get the honeymoon phase of it's, Christmas and Thanksgiving and you're on family and things are usually pretty, you know, happy and cheerful and all that. And you're like, all right, New Year's, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to start. And the next thing you know, it's, it's January, you know, it's January, then it's February. And the honeymoon phase kind of, kind of fades out. And then it's like, oh, this is a real grind. Yeah. This is actual work. Like, yeah. I have to be here and, you know, there might be days I don't want to. You got to, got to do it. So if you want to make those changes and you have to find that reason that's going to break that wall to get you to keep going. I think there's also, I know there's also a level of um, looking the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. And I like just the stuff that I've gone through, like in the past six months, um, there were times when, I mean, I looked like a bag lady during the, like during the third, during the week when I wasn't working because I just felt so terrible that I like just stopped taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I, I know that about a lot of other people, like I have family, family members that are, I'm stumbling over my words. This is why I didn't get coffee again. Um, I have family members that are like, have had depression or anxiety. And at times when they're going through their worst stuff, they look so rough, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but you can also tell conversely, when people are feeling good because they tend to look really good. And even if there's not a, a physical change, there's almost like an like energetic an change yeah. that makes them, I don't want to say glow because then I think people are pregnant. But you know what I mean? So like there's also a, a level of like looking the way that you feel. And I think it's harder when people feel bad, at least for me, hard when I feel bad about myself to do things that would make me look or feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, And I think that's I think like one of the sense. things that I think a lot of people have to tackle, which I don't even know how to even tell them to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know how to, I mean, because I, I know people, I mean, my, I know my one of my little brothers, I know kind of deals with that a little bit. Um, but I, you know, again, I have, you know, I have no idea what's, I mean, I've, we've had talk, you know, brother, brother talks all the time, and but I have no idea where, you know, where his head's at or how, how to get out of that. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've had depressed moments. Um, you know, I've been in those situations where like I've been in a crowd of people and found a load you know, kind yeah. of moments I've had, not all the time. And I, I don't know that I'd ever, I'd ever say I dealt with depression all the time. I think a lot of it was just more or less a lack of confidence in, in myself or self-esteem, whether it be from, um, the outside world of people like, you know, my, my biological father, you know, wasn't, was never a part of my life. And even though I had a great stepfather step in at a young age, I still think that kind of abandonment, you're mm-hmm. not good enough to keep around kind of absolutely always you know and I, I think even to this day it still affects me I think I've gotten a lot better um over the course of that because I think that's even though I need more physical changes in, in my opinion I'm still striving for it right now I'm trying to focus more on the on the mental and get out of the that's habits that's a big part of it it's a, it's a I, I think it's the biggest yeah um and the hardest for sure because it you know you're 
you think one way for 31 years. Yeah. And now you're trying to break that up into the last three. And I have my, you know, I have my moments where I kind of drift back a little bit mentally. And, you know, I have friends of mine that, you know, will be there and they'll also kind of check me a little bit and say, you know, come on, you know, you know, you're better than that. And, you know, look, look where you are. And, you know, they'll, they'll say the things I need to hear to kind of just get me back on track. Um, and I think those moments have become less and less and less, especially within the last year. Um, but I mean, they're, they're still there. I mean, if, if I told you, I, st if I, if I told you today, I didn't care what other people thought about me, I'd be, I'd be lying to you. I mean, I, that, that part is still there. Um, but I'm trying to work towards where I, you know, that I look this way for me because I feel good when I go out, you know, even if it's just with friends, it's just, I feel good the way I'm presenting myself. I mean, it's just like when you're going out for an interview, I mean, you don't just wear sweats and a hoodie. To an interview. You shouldn't. You, you want to. You shouldn't. Yeah, you want to present yourself a certain way for what you're doing. So I, I, when I go out, I want to feel confident in the in the product. Me as a product is what I'm presenting out there. Um, so more or less, I'm doing things for me, not for anybody else. But there is still that, you know, that outside effect still there. Well, I think also the age that you are and I am right now. Like we said earlier when we were talking um, at the zoo, uh, you're just now starting to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think because. First of all, like I didn't grow up with my dad either or that whole side of my family. And I knew they existed, but I didn't grow up with them. So even though um, I had a, like my stepdad adopted me, um, I still had a family. I felt like I didn't belong. And so there is still that whole like my entire 20s. I'm, I, I don't I don't have daddy issues, but I felt <laughs> <laughs> I felt alone. You know what I mean? You feel like you're not good enough. Yeah. And so in 20s are just a mess anyways. But you want you want to throw that into it. But like. Now in my life is where I start to I've started to feel uh, more comfortable, I guess, and I've I kind of dealt with all that stuff, mm -hmm. and you're kind of clearing it out. So I feel like this is a, it would make sense that this would be the time in your life that you also got together all of your physical stuff too. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's been a it's been a long journey, and like I said, yeah, I did it was almost like an hour and a half ago. Um, yeah, like I'm still kind of like I'll sit back and re I tend to reflect a lot more now, a little bit like maybe just get a few moments myself sometimes i'll drive with the radio off which is rare because usually I i'm blast well no i usually blast my music and scare the neighbors because i listen to screamo but um it, it is occasionally I'll, I'll sit back and try to try to ponder things a little bit more i'll look at situations or i'll notice i'll kind of have more of an uh, self-awareness of how i'll handle a situation yeah. now versus what i would have maybe like four years ago um and it's even things like that have started to started to change for the better or maybe a maturity level or uh, not such a, a brash, you know, knee-jerk reaction kind of deal? I call it, quote-unquote, the pause. Because there Ooh. is this, yeah, there's this very emotional um, part of you that happens when something goes down that you just want to immediately jump to that emotion and, like, let it out. But then there's a pause. And if you take that pause, you can normally figure out why you feel this way, what's triggering it, and what's the best way to move forward. But yeah. a lot of people don't take that pause. And I, I still don't do it all the time, but <laughs> I definitely I definitely do it more. I definitely have done it more in the last three years. Where, I mean, there's been several situations where um, I could have been very harsh, very brash, very petty in different scenarios. And you know, I've generally chosen not to be in a, in a lot of those situations which and for me i think it's better because i think it just eliminates a lot of unnecessary uh drama for although we have term. established not to scare you because you will punch somebody it's, <laughs> do not startle me I'm, I'm just not a fan of getting startled 
Not, like I told you, the whole haunted hayride thing. It's just, uh, not, not, not a fan. I I'm not saying I'm, I might. I, I think I would do it. I haven't put myself in a position to do it. You're big, so I'm not going to try my, it. My, my, my roommate startles the hell out of me all the time, and I don't like it. But he's bigger than me, so I, I let it go. <laughs> but you would punch someone smaller potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exert my dominance on someone half my size. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't that be lovely if we could all do that? Um, you said something earlier that you're not like aside from the the loose skin. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else for you that you feel like you're not quite there yet? Um, I mean, I. I've even said this before in the gym uh, to, to friends I have in there that I think I'm, I really am in like the fine tuning stages of my physical transformation um, because there is a, there is a part of me that um, obviously if the, if the skin comes back the way I would hope that I might want to entertain doing like a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. Um, so I have some friends that have uh, and acquaintances at the gym that do and have uh, competed um, who have said, that I, I kind of do have the structure build for it. So that was kind of exciting. Just, again, just to say, just another accomplishment to go from, you know, 300 pounds to being on stage for a bodybuilding competition would be a really cool, uh, really cool thing to do. Um, and I think for that, I mean, obviously besides that, I mean, just, I mean, there'd be like more definition in certain areas that I would, but I mean, realistically, if I could just get the skin to tighten up, I think, I mean, of course, we always want to improve. Right. I always use the hashtag never satisfied. I'm always going to be striving for more. But in all reality, thinking of where I came from, and if I were to just actually like sit down and go, Dave, are you happy with where you're at? I would say yes, and I'd, and I'd be good. So let me ask you this, because I know there are ladies listening to this podcast. Um, how critical are you now of females and like their physical... Like what are you like your criteria? I guess are you super critical? Like, would you not be attracted to someone if they were not in the same shape as you are? Not necess- no, not necessarily. I mean, I definitely would say, I would say when I when I was bigger, I definitely was certainly more attracted to curvier girls. Okay. And I would say now I am definitely more attracted to like those ripped CrossFit chicks, even well, though I don't do CrossFit. Well, because you understand the work they've put in. Um, what I think, uh, I, and I think that fitness has opened so i don't think curvy girls are unattractive anymore i just think i more tend to gravitate towards the more fit girl only because i think it's also the lifestyle too yeah so i know that like i'm gonna be with someone that is gonna take care of themselves as much as i am and they're gonna understand that i meal prep every day or that i go to the gym six seven days a week or they'll have that same kind of mindset where that main part of a lifestyle is the same so i wouldn't say anyone is more I wouldn't say anyone would be unattractive. I wouldn't criticize them more, but I think I would just lean. I'm more attracted to a different, you know, the more fit style because I think it would fit my person, not my personality, but my lifestyle a little bit better. And I asked because of that dad bod video, because that was the whole main thing that the girls are afraid of. Like if I date somebody who's, you know, really in shape, then I'm like, they're going to be thinking about how I look all the time. So, I mean, I can see both sides of that where you would want to be with somebody who, um, puts in all the effort that you put in who's like willing to do the work understands lifestyle and then I also see how someone who has not like always looked like this would also not be that like mm-hmm. judgmental so I, it's just an interesting <clears throat> question I don't know yeah I like, I wouldn't say because like, I just think the arrow is pointed a little bit differently but I don't think it wouldn't point another way well know? this has also opened up a whole new I'm guessing level of female for you yeah <laughs> Well, I, I, like, truth be told, I mean, there there are uh, there are 
girls on CrossFit that I, or CrossFit, actually the CrossFit girls on Instagram that I follow now that three, four years ago, I would have said were too muscular. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have found that attractive. And now I'm like, yeah. Well, because you understand, I guess, yeah. the, the dedication and all the work. Not just that, and I think I just haven't, I think, and I don't know if, I don't know if it's maybe it was a mental thing of like, maybe I was only attracted to what I think I was. So like, since I was a, a bigger dude, I might've necessarily okay. been attracted to more of, more of a, and now that I'm a little bit more on the fit side, I, I, I don't know if that might be a part of it too. It probably is. Could be. Um, but again, I think for me, it's the, it's the fact of if I were to, you know, come home to somebody who's just on a Wednesday night slabbing down a pizza. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, weighing out a piece of steak because I know that's all I have left of my, my protein the next day. And I've just got home from the gym from two hours. You know, there's that kind of like, now what if they weighed the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I'm just kidding. I guess that's the devil's advocate <laughs> side to look at it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, well, I, weigh, I weigh pizza on Saturdays. Yeah, see? So yeah. it happens. And you also listen to that song about pizza, so. Oh, such a good, such a <laughs> funny song. Well, I want to say thank you for sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. I uh, I wholeheartedly support your podcast. Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you feel like we haven't touched on I, just before we? No, I don't think so. I was just kind of getting lost in the conversation. I was enjoying it a lot, and this I'm... was a blast. I'm, I can ramble on for quite a while. So can I. <laughs> well, thank you. So, and also, um, I'm going to... If you are fine with it, I'm gonna. You have like the before and after pictures, right? I would. Yeah. I would probably post them on our Instagram just sure. for people to see. All right. Yeah. Well, my, my my Instagram is public, so it's not like it's anything anyone couldn't see anyway. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Dave, thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. You're a fantastic human. <laughs> thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, guys. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. I'm going to start posting regular episodes on Mondays now instead of Fridays because I know Fridays kicks off the weekend and everyone's busy during the weekend. So I just figured it would be better to start posting every Monday. So we'll see you back here next week and we hope you have a great week. See ya.